Hi, welcome to the Acts Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. And so uh, getting us started today is uh, none other than Sun Tao. Sun Tao, want to come out, Sun Tao? And share what God has done. Um, hi guys, I'm Sun Tao, if uh, you don't know me yet. Um, so today I am going to share a testimony of how God has come through for me in the area of my job specifically. So even just um, this past year, uh, it's been up and down for me, uh, especially in just deciding on what my next step is. After university, what am I going to do after I graduate? Uh, where am I going to work? Uh, what am I going to work as? So, um, just to put it out, um, even after uh, writing down this testimony, uh, I just got uh, something from God um, in that God doesn't really, not all the time does God give us what we want. He is a God that will give us uh, what we need, but He doesn't always give us what we want because He knows what is best for us and His plans are higher uh, than our, uh, what we have uh, in store for ourselves. So, uh, just to start off my testimony, I just want to quote uh, the verse Isaiah 55, verses 8 to 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So even, uh, even before experiencing this uh, ordeal or this experience, um, I always thought that as long as we prayed to God, as long as we er- earnestly prayed to God with, and just surrender our desires to Him, He will just give it to us. He will just, uh, as long as I have faith to believe that I will receive it, He will give it to us. But after experiencing this uh, experience, um, my, my perspective of God uh, in this area sort of changed, not in a bad way, but in a good way. So even just uh, early this year, I had so much uncertainties with uh, accepting this particular job offer I have in Morden um, because, you know, Morden is far. I've been living in central London for four years, a bit, more, a bit more than four years, four years, yeah, about four years. And just to think about the distance of traveling to Morden or even living alone in Morden, um, it just makes, uh, just, uh, makes me feel um, indecisive. I felt, for lack of a better word, scared to go to Morden because um, I don't know what's there. Uh, it might be a village for all I know. Um, and so, yeah. I, I asked God, can you please give me something uh, in central London? Like, please, because um, if I had the choice, I wouldn't choose Morden at the time. So I really prayed to God for open door uh, in central London. And um, and favor for, um, just a favor for an interview in one of the pharmacies uh, in central London. And true enough, I got an interview in a pharmacy in central London. And um, 
I heard um, I've been given good remarks by the manager over there and he told me he's interested to take me on and he will just uh, follow up with me in the next few weeks. Um, true enough, I didn't get any response at all. Uh, so uh, I don't know what to think of that. But uh, anyways, I didn't get the job in central London. I was really bummed. But then again, the job at Morden was still there, waiting, uh, just waiting for me to accept it. So uh, during that time, I just really prayed to God and just asked God what, what my next step should be. Should I go back home or should I just take that job? And true enough, um, I, take, I take the lack of response from the, the other manager as a sign that God has closed that door. And with no other opportunities, no other jobs um, coming up, I just thought that maybe this, is, uh, maybe this is God's plan. So I just accepted, uh, reluctantly accepted the job at Morden. And yeah, so during my, during my first month, traveling there was not easy because um, it takes some get, uh, getting used to traveling an hour door-to-door uh, because I've never really traveled more than half an hour my whole life <laughs> while I was here. So yeah, uh, it, it really took some getting used to. And when I got my first paycheck, it was really disheartening because um, I didn't get the full amount of my salary. In fact, um, a huge amount was deducted from my salary, about a thousand pounds to be exact, because um, my employer used that funds to pay for his part of the visa fee. So visa fees, that's the employee fee and the employer fee. And so basically I had to pay for both ends of the fee. And I was really annoyed, angry, angry at God at first because he, let, uh, he sort of let me here by closing the other door and I had to now bear the consequences and also angry at my boss, of course. But then I, had, I just had different ones who really helped me during that phase and just telling me to just, um, um, to just think about uh, what this job really means to me. Like, is it really worth the, eff uh, the effort and the, um, basically the effort to uh, pursue this case and just uh, get my money back from my boss? And um, I don't know, this was the lowest, uh, the lowest point in my life, so I just really uh, went down my knees, just prayed to God and asked God for His provision. Like, uh, can you please, by, uh, by your grace, give me back the money that I've lost in some other way, or maybe um, my boss will somehow uh, have a change of heart and just give me back the money. Um, instead, none of those happened. I didn't get my money uh, back, but uh, I've had the grace and uh, even the peace from God to just let the case go, which is, uh, I'm really thankful, thankful for that. And for, uh, in the next few months, I just... I just started to see why God has really given me this opportunity, opened this door to this job. Um, mostly because I've been given so much opportunities by my manager, even just to not run the store, but to manage the store um, while he was away. So he's basically away for two and a half weeks and he just told me, uh, I want you to just uh, make sure everything's uh, running properly. I trust you. All those uh, remarks, which which is really undeserving in my uh, in my opinion, but I'm really glad to hear that. And also colleagues who are really really uh, good to me, uh, very gracious to me, always giving me free food. Uh, <laughs> uh, and 
Yeah, and even a manager who allows me to leave early for homes because um, my boss, uh, very tight on money, and time is money to him. So if he were to find out that I were to leave an hour early every Sunday, uh, not Sunday, sorry, every Wednesday, he would flip 100. Even my manager told me, just keep it between us because if my boss finds out, I'm dead. Um, so yeah, just looking back at all these that has happened to me, I really didn't get any, any, anything that I've asked God. Like from the job in Central London, I didn't get it from the 1,000 pounds that I lost. I didn't get it as well, but um, just looking back, some, something even better happened in my life, and uh, it's all because of God's grace. Like, truly enough, God, God doesn't just give whatever that we ask uh, of Him because He knows what's better for us, and we just have to trust in Him. And just one more thing, looking back, I never, I never even have uh, to struggle financially in the last few months. I, I'm able to tithe uh, the full amount. I'm able to pay the rent without uh, having to eat bread uh, some days. <laughs> like, it's, it's really God's provision. I'm able to uh, have enough funds to even satisfy my own cravings at times. So yeah, um, this is basically my testimony. Thank you, guys. Amen. Praise God. Sun Tao works as a pharmacist and he just graduated last year. And uh, you know, there is, there is purpose uh, in the pain. And what he went through was painful, but God had a purpose. And uh, even though he, he was you know, working under a tough boss, uh, but God gave him favor with the manager. Which, you know, and again, as you're sharing, you reminded me of even Joseph, even though he was in the prison, he had favor with the jailer. Uh, so even though you might feel trapped, you might feel like your situation right now is less than uh, beautiful. Uh, but within that, there is still favour. Amen. So thank you so much, Sunta, for, for sharing uh, that and, uh, and even just your personal journey of growth. Uh, up next, we want to hear uh, from another person since we started with uh, uh, if a guy. Now we want to move on to the ladies. Uh, so please uh, help me to welcome Sarah. Sarah, why don't you come up, Sarah? Hi everyone, so my name is Sarah and uh, just uh, uh, I was doing the bar last year and I've just graduated so I'm going back to Malaysia uh, next month. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And I'm very blessed and more than grateful to be able to stand here to share with you all my personal encounter with God. So uh, everything begins with uh, last year, July. So after I graduated from my bachelor law degree, I went back to Malaysia for my one-month holidays. So I thought it would be one of the happiest months in my life until one day I attended a prayer meeting in my church. So after the prayer meeting, my pastor came to me and told me that I have to visit a sister that had been diagnosed with final state of cancer. And my pastor uh, showed us the pictures of her current condition at the time. When I look at that picture, my heart was so heavy and in great sorrow because I have known this auntie since I was young and I haven't seen her for a very long time already. 
So that picture does not look like her at all. And my heart was in great, so was in great sorrow and I couldn't sleep for seven months since that day. And whenever I recall of that pictures, my heart was trembling and feeling very scared. So uh, on that Sunday, uh, pastor, pastor told us to visit that sister again. And we all, uh, I mean, we all did visit her again. And when I first saw the auntie, my mind was out and my heart was so pain. And I don't know how to describe. I'm so, I was so sad. And that was not the first time I visited cancer patient. But I did not know why I felt so different when I saw the auntie. I observed the surrounding of the hospital and I also saw other patients. And that was the first time I felt that death could be so, so near to us. The auntie wanted healing so, so much when we prayed for her. And she has so much faith in God that God will heal her. When the, when I remember when the way I uh, went back home, I, uh, my heart was questioning God why he did not heal that sister as she wanted healing so, so much. Um, you know, in the Bible, there was a woman has, you know, this problem of blood for 12 years, but she only touches the garment of Jesus. Then she, she was healed immediately. But why Jesus did not heal that auntie, that sister? I was questioning God. Then two weeks later, the auntie passed away. I attended her funeral. In the funeral, I saw a scripture. You know, in John chapter 11, verse 25, Jesus said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believe on me till he die, yet he shall live. I look at the scripture. I doubted. I doubted the God I believe, whether it's a real assisting God. And then in September, uh, I came to London to start my bar course. And I thought that everything would be fine, would be okay. But it was not. I remember when I was at home, I felt so empty every day. I felt so hopeless and helpless. I did not know what, what was I doing at the time. And I do not know what, what was the purpose of living if the God I believe is not a real God. And, you know, I have the issue of migraine. If you guys know what, what, what is that, it's like uh, one side of your head will be so, so, so painful until you cannot focus on anything you are doing. And when the time of migraine, there's a voice inside me telling me that, you know, God is not going to heal you because he is not real. And there's a voice of the devil. And at that time, I would cry for no reason. And I even understood why people committed suicide. Uh, I did not know what to do. And I thought I would be in that condition forever. And I know that I was not only in depression, but living a deadly life. I remember, I remember vividly there are a few moments and nights. I cried to God and I bowed down to God and said, God, why did you forsake me? And if you are real, please reveal yourself and heal me and tell me why you did not heal the auntie. I, I cried for help, but God did not answer my prayer. God did not answer my prayer at the time. 
and I know that I have to ask for help. I contacted Pastor Dave and Pastor Kat at that time and, and talked to them about my problems. I cried and kept asking them why God did not heal the auntie and why God put me in that position. Out of so many sentences and words that Pastor told me, only one scripture that I remember that calms me down. Pastor told me, he said, Sarah, you do not need to know why that God did not heal the auntie or any whys that, uh, whatever to my question, but you need to know who. Because when Jesus introduced himself in Bible, Jesus said, I am who I am. He did not say, I am why I am or explaining more. I only bring that word who back home. And that word who give me peace. I only remember, I only remind myself that I just need to know who. I don't need to know why. And every day I've been, the first thing I woke up was to praise the Lord, proclaiming that God is good. Even though I feel so hopeless, I feel so empty at that time. I keep proclaiming, I keep uh, declaring that God, you are real. I believe that you are real, even the situation said otherwise. And I've been doing this for five or six months. And one day I woke up somewhere around March this year. I do not have the feeling of emptiness anymore, brother and sister. I knew that God has healed me. And you know, during the bar course, we have to do 12 exams in total. And almost half of the exams, I have migraine. And I cannot focus on the exams at all. I feel like I, I want to vomit, you know. I feel like very dizzy and I want to faint. And you know what, like, during in July, a few days before the exams were released, I heard a voice inside me saying that, you know, do you believe in me? Then I answered, Yes, I believe, but a lot of but inside my heart. Then the voice then say again, Sarah, do you believe in me? I say, yes, I believe. Then the voice say, okay, now you go to your laptop and check your result. I open my results, brother and sister. I, I pass all the results with first sitting. And, and at that moment, I cried. I cried it was not because that, oh, I passed my bar and finally I, be, I can become a lawyer. I cried because I know that the God I believe is real. The voice that I heard is real. And the God that I believe is, is so real to me at that time. And I believe that if you might, you might asking like, Sarah, if you, do, uh, if you did not pass your bar exam, would you still believe that God is real? yes. Brothers and sisters, I believe because I believe that if God wants me to uh, go through all the receipts, He will give me the strength to go through. And God's goodness is not depending on whether my life is doing good or not. God's goodness is, is always there. God is good and real no matter whether I'm doing good or doing not good. And some people might be thinking that, you know, why the questions of whether God is so real it's so important to me. Why, I not, well, why not I focus on what I should do now and find out this later? You know? But then, brother and sister, like just now, the worship team has sang that song, uh, Jesus Christ, My Living Hope. 
Yes, Jesus Christ is my living hope. If, if the God that I believe is not real, then what, what is the purpose um, I am here on this earth? What, what is the purpose I am um, of what I'm doing now? And nothing, brother and sister, on this earth could ever um, satisfy me at the time, brothers and sisters. Only the eternal hope and joy that Christ that is, be, uh, that is able to give me. Um, we might have a lot of monies in our account. We might get, you know, very good results. We might be a very successful person in our life. But brothers and sisters, I want to tell you, without God, you know, we are empty inside. And even until today, God also did not reveal to me why he did not heal that sister. And I also stopped asking why. Because I believe that there is good and bad in his plan. I trust him. And even God tell me that why he did not heal the sister, I wouldn't understand because his thought is higher than our thoughts. And I couldn't comprehend why even if he tells me. So I think sometimes we pray for uh, good things happen to our lives. But we, uh, when things did not happen, we start to question God. Last time I always prayed like, you know, God, I want to experience you more. You know, this prayer I always made in church. Every time pastor say, okay, let's pray that I say, God, I want to experience you more. God, I want to experience... I tell you, brother and sister, this prayer cannot simply make... You know, like... <laughs> then, uh, if you want to experience God, God lets you experience. Because this experiencing God sometimes might be painful, brother and sister. It is not like always a bit of roses. Uh, you know, experiencing God might be, you know... You might lose uh, uh, your job. You might lose a group of friends. You might have to went through something very difficult in your life. But after that, are you still willing to follow him? This is the question. And the hope is, after this difficult journey, our walk with God is never the same. And we will no longer um, seek for the temporary things on earth anymore, brother and sister. Uh, you know, before this incident, my dream uh, was to uh, become a very successful person. And if I've got time, then I do God's work. <laughs> you know, if I've got time, uh, okay. Uh, after this incident, my perspective is no longer the same. I want to share gospel. I want to serve the Lord whenever I have the opportunity. Whenever I am still on this earth, brother and sister. I, I sincerely want to use the knowledge I have to help and bless people. The first best, best decision that I've ever made is to accept Jesus as my personal saviour. The second decision, best decision that I've ever made is to trust Him and believing that He is still good even my situation said otherwise. And, you know, maybe after today, we will not meet, meet each other anymore because my season, my season in London has ended. Uh, and... Pastor did not pay me to say all of this thing. And <laughs> yeah, but what, uh, what makes me have the courage to stand here to, uh, to throw back to all these painful memories, but with God's grace, is because God is so, so real, brother and sister. God is so, so real. Until I can't help myself, I have to share with you all this, uh, this, this God that is so good and so real. And, you know, um, 
actually we have a lot of testimonies, but then, you know, God has been so faithful to so many people. But then ch the church only can select five. <laughs> so I was thinking, you know, when I submitted my testimony, I was saying to God that, okay, if my testimony didn't get selected, then I think God thinks that this is not the uh, right time to share it or the person that he wants to talk to uh, did not come to church today maybe. But my testimony was selected and I believe uh, the person that God wants to talk to is here today and is listening. And if you think it's you, it's you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, it's you. So... Brother and sister, I understand everyone has different journey and agenda, but I sincerely want to encourage everyone of you to serve the Lord, to encounter Him more, to know Him, and to follow Him closely whenever you have the opportunity. And if there is ever come to a place that you have to choose between, you know, serving or, you know, your job OT or studying or come to church, Always choose God's way because you will never regret of this decision, brother and sister. And um, yeah, uh, finally, yeah, just like uh, just like I've mentioned earlier, if the auntie could leave this earth, which means any one of here will leave this earth one day. But the question is, when we meet Jesus face to face, are we able to tell Jesus confidently that we have fought a good fight, we have finished the race? And we have remained faithful. Thank you, everyone. And uh, I want to especially thank you, Pastor Dave and Pastor Kat, for encouraging me and praying for me. And also uh, Samuel and Michelle, who is not here today. They have been encouraging me throughout the journey and make my journey a little warmer. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing that, you know, and, and wow, you know, just, just hearing that, you know, and I just, the, the, the word that keeps popping up is just courage. And I really believe that what God has brought you through has, has, has just birthed courage, you know, through the conviction, your conviction in Jesus Christ, new courage has come forth. Uh, and I just love it, you know, that Jesus is our living hope. And uh, it doesn't matter even if what we're going through right now might feel like, pardon my language, a living hell. But as long as He's our living hope, it's going to be okay. Amen? Praise God. Uh, right now, we want to talk, uh, you know, since Sarah mentioned uh, Sam or Samuel, uh, right now, we want to, uh, the next person to come up to share his testimony uh, is none other than Sam. Please put your hands together for Sam. Hi church, um, my name is Sam um, and today I would just like to testify of you know, God's goodness uh, in my life and what He has done for me, especially uh, during my time uh, as a student and also after that. And to, in order to share the full testimony, I'll be sharing of what God did for me uh, one year and a half ago, around uh, June. So last year, towards the end of my third year in Imperial College London, uh, around March or April, I've been thinking of whether I should do an internship. Um, over the summer break and the reason is because some of my in fact most of my friends have applied for internship offers both uh, and and they've gotten internship positions and I started thinking oh should I should I take it and I it felt like I'm the, I was the only one who didn't and 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 
I started searching for internship offers both in the UK and in Malaysia. And at the same time, committing it to God and trusting that He will provide the best internship position uh, for me according to His will. And at the end, at the end, actually, when I, I started applying for a lot of internships, but I didn't get any. I only got one and I applied, which is an unpaid internship in Malaysia over the summer break. But if, I, I didn't feel at peace about it. I felt like it was, I was just applying just for the sake of applying. And, but at the end of my final term in June, um, that time was my third year, and we had to present our third year group project. Um, and my head of department uh, had a look at our project. He was really impressed with what we did. And he told us that he contacted our group asking us if we could meet him um, and I wasn't sure why at that time, but little did I know that God was moving behind the scenes. Uh, I remember vividly on the 30th of June last year, uh, some of us from the group went to meet him and some, of, some other professors were present at that time. And I was like, oh, what, 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 what was going on? Um, and that was when he told us that uh, they were very impressed with our project and they uh, are co collaborating with a company called ABB to prototype a product and they would like us to be in their team as well because what we did was uh, similar to what they are doing. When I heard it, I knew it was God's answer to my prayers. I knew that that was God's open door for me uh, over the summer uh, to, to, to do something, uh, to do a project or an internship over the summer break. And, and I said yes. One of my group mate and I, uh, we said yes that afternoon saying like, okay, we would like to, we would love to be on your team. And, after, and the funny thing is, Three days later, I was supposed to fly back to Malaysia, so I had to, I had to uh, rebook my flights, I had to change my flight dates and, and, and everything to come back earlier uh, in the middle of July to start the summer project. And really thank God for favour from the professors and as well as the ABB, the representatives from ABB because uh, after the whole summer break, they were really impressed with our contributions uh, to the team uh, and our, I really thank God even for that opportunity to, to just uh, do something and also a chance to just testify that, hey, God provided me with an internship over the summer break. And, but that didn't end there. After my summer break came my fourth year and a lot of people, most of you know, final year is... Uh, can be one of the most stressful years because you need to start choosing your own individual final year projects uh, to work on and to write your thesis on. So looking at the list of proposed FYPs, I, was, I couldn't seem to find something that I want to do. And, and I thought that I wasn't equipped enough or skilled enough to, to do those projects compared to my, my, my peers and my friends. And, but in the end, I committed this matter to the Lord again. And true enough, God intervened in the form of my prof the same professors uh, who were from the summer project uh, team, they came and approached my friend and I again, and they asked if I would, love, I would like to continue to work with them uh, for that project as my final year project. And I was, and both, so both of us agreed to work on the same overall project, but different aspects of it. And praise God for not just answering my prayers to find a good FYP, but also... Um, Again, also providing for me financially because uh, the professors agreed to, find, to, to, to give us a bursary and amount of money uh, for our contributions. And thank God for financial provision as well because I was able to use that bursary to buy flight tickets for my family to come this year for my graduation. So thank, really praise God for financial provision, not just, even, not just providing an FYP but also additional final, financial provision. 
And throughout my, fi my final year doing this project, it was really evident that God was with me the whole time because um, there were different moments where I, I really doubted myself and think that, oh no, I'm, I'm in a situation where I cannot do it, but God still intervened. So uh, one of the examples is I remember in January, I was stuck in my FYP uh, in, in one, uh, one a certain situation and I tried different ways for at least a month or two to try to solve it but I couldn't solve it and, and I tried to search uh, solutions online or try to find my own ways to do it but I couldn't seem to find a solution to my problem and um, and during that time fearful thoughts that I wouldn't be able to overcome uh, this issue and that my progress will be delayed significantly compared to my other people uh, my friends because uh, I feel like, oh, if I don't uh, solve this issue soon, I won't be able to finish my FYP in time. But, but I knew that God was still in control. I knew that he, he was the one who provided me that FYP, and I know that God doesn't uh, hold true to His promises. So I still trusted in God, uh, regardless of the, the thoughts and the worries that, that might overwhelm me. And one day while I was walking to university, I felt led by God to to just keep praying again while walking to uni. And, and he told me to just pray in tongues if, if I, don't, I couldn't find the words to pray. Just spend time with him and, and I obeyed. And I, I just, during that time, half an hour of walking to uni, I just spent time just praising God and, and just praying uh, to him. But throughout the day, the outcome was still the same. Uh, I still couldn't find a solution. And, but before, as I was preparing to leave and call it a day, thinking that I can solve it another day, I felt uh, the Holy Spirit telling me to try this certain approach that I didn't think of. Like it was, suddenly a thought came to my head and I knew it was God. So, and I, I, when I tried and praised God, the issue was fixed uh, on that day itself. And that really, uh, that moment really reminded me again that God is still in control. God is in control. And there's also power in just persevering in prayer and seeking Him. And this year in April, before our church's annual 21-day prayer and fast, I was, um, I was asking God for direction, whether He wants me to, um, to stay in the UK, to stay to work in the UK, or go back to Malaysia after my graduation this year. And this was one of the hopes and dreams that I wrote down end of last year when I told God, I'll commit my uh, direction and my job uh, to you. Uh, and I, I trust that God will... Um, give me the, the right job for me. And after that 21 days of praying, I felt God telling me that my time in the UK is not done. And I was like, okay, God, since you say I trust in your word, will you provide me the right job for me according to your will, uh, a job that will glorify you? And after that, I started applying for jobs here in the UK. I didn't apply for any jobs in Malaysia, but I just trusted God. Okay, God, I'll apply for jobs in the UK. Um, but as the weeks went by, I got rejections after rejections. Uh, but I still trusted God. Um, but I think it's been two, three months since, uh, from, of me applying, but I, sometimes I don't get any response, or sometimes I got a uh, reply from the company saying, it's, uh, we, your application is not successful. And, but I still trusted in God. And in May, end of May, after a meeting with uh, our client company, ABB, to just update about uh, the project, I was still doing the FYP at that time, um, one of the professors came to me uh, and asked me about my job application, asking me how I was doing, how's any, any updates, and I told him about my, my situation at that time, saying that I, I still didn't get any job offers yet. And he said that, um, he asked if I would consider working with them again as a full-time research assistant after my studies. 
And he said that if I'm interested, we can talk more about it after the term ends. And I was like, okay. Um, I was like, God, is this you? Um, it sounds a bit too good to be true. Um, and in July, uh, I, I agreed to stay on over the summer to help them again with the project since my graduation is only in October. So I was like, okay, since I'll be around in London for three months, I'll help out. And during that time, we got, I got to sit down with my professors again to discuss the possibilities of uh, hiring me as a research assistant to make me stay in the team. And they say they would love to have me continue to work with them again. And they were willing to sponsor and pay for my tier two visa. And, and when I heard it, I knew it really was from God again, that God answered my prayers of providing, the, the, the job, uh, providing a job for me here in London. And praise, praise God in October, my visa application was successful, and I'm now working in Imperial College until March 2021, according to my contract. So I, was, I really praise God for, again, His provision and so much favour uh, for even providing me a job for me to be in the UK. Not just, to, not just any job, but a job that will glorify Him and also the fact that I can be in London again to serve Him and serve the church as well. And really praise God that He was the one who knew my heart's desire and He was and will always be the one who will shape my path as I continue to trust in Him. And I hope that this will be an encouragement for uh, all of you in whatever you're going through. It can be in whether you're, it can be, you, you might be in your studies right now or you might be waiting for job offers or you might be in a job and you are in a crossroad right now. But I just want to encourage you to always trust in the Lord for He knows the desires of your heart and He knows what's best for you. And I would like to end with uh, this scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 to 32. And this has been uh, an encouragement to me over the years in my journey of trusting in God. And it says, Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? Or it can be, What job can I have? Or, or where should I be? Um, for after all these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But first seek. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Um, all glory to God. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. No, maybe something that you guys uh, uh, don't know, uh, because maybe you, you, you don't know Sam that well, but, but me and uh, Pastor Cat really have seen uh, Sam really live out uh, that scripture that he proclaimed. Uh, that we have constantly seen him put God first. Uh, and, uh, you know, he studies in Imperial College, and it's a great university, uh, one of the top universities in the world, but it's also extreme pressure cooker, uh, where the students just love competing against each other. And, and I know for a fact that there are times when, uh, in pursuit of putting God first, uh, Sam, you probably felt like you missed out. And in, in, in your pursuit of God, maybe you couldn't, Go for as many holidays as you want. Uh, maybe you, you couldn't, you know, maybe your, your grades were not that super as uh, your other uh, classmates. Don't get me wrong, you're very brilliant. But in Imperial, you know, it's not about just getting first class. It's like, what's your point? What's your score? You know, uh, so they, they, they really over-competed. Uh, but what you know, you know, we're very proud of you for constantly putting God first. Uh, and uh, even in all your approach to problems, your approach to life, your approach to visa, it's always God first, God first, and He's added and added, added solutions, added breakthrough and added provision. Uh, and He didn't share this, but I just want this, this, this little factoid really touched me. Uh, he managed to uh, uh, raise the funds uh, 
uh, God provided the funds to fly his family over. Uh, uh, some of you might not know this, but, but Sam's family, uh, um, without this provision, they would not be able to come over. Uh, and they not only came over, but Sam's grandma came over as well. Uh, and then I was talking to her, and how old is she? She's, uh, eight, she, she's long-lived. Uh, she's in her 80s, and you know, she's going around, and they're wheeling her in the wheelchair. And uh, she actually shared, she said that um, when, you know, when Malaysia was still a British colony, when Queen Elizabeth II, the current queen, uh, was, uh, ascended the throne, uh, she was chosen uh, to represent her, her school, to come over and kind of like be part of the entourage to greet the queen. Um, but at that time, uh, due to some, I think, was it a language issue, uh, that uh, she, even though she was chosen, but then as they spoke to her, uh, the, 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 you know, the, the rulers at the time uh, felt that her English could not cut it. And so she was, even though she was chosen, uh, that opportunity was taken away. Uh, and it was through her grandson's uh, uh, opportunity to study here, which God provided, opportunity to work here, which God provided, and through that provision, flew her over, uh, and the dream of his grandma to come to the UK was fulfilled, uh, finally, uh, after a few generations. I, I'm sharing this because uh, when I heard that story, uh, I was encouraged and, and, and I just felt even prophetically wanting to declare that, you know, as you, Sam, continue to seek after God, His kingdom, His righteousness first, not only will God add all these things to you, but He will also bring and fulfill the dreams of generations past through your life. Just like how uh, He did that for your grandmother through your dedication to God, her dream to visit this country was fulfilled. Uh, and there are many more dreams of the generations past, not just material dreams, but even spiritual dreams. Uh, I, de I declare that, you know, as you, and not just you, but all of us, as all of us continue to seek first God, His kingdom, His righteousness, God will cause the dreams of your past and your past generations, both spiritual and material, to come through according to His riches and glory. Amen? Praise God. Uh, we still got two more. Church, are you excited? You're learning something. You're catching something. Uh, up next is none other than Carla. Carla, come on up. Hi church, if you don't know me, my name is Carla. Um, where to start? <laughs> okay, I'll start from, from the beginning. Um, so, uh, when I got saved when I was 12, um, God was gracious enough to show me the purpose he had for my life. And he gave me um, a vision of who he wanted me to be um, when I was older. And he clearly showed me that um, once when I was older, I'll be um, a business owner. And um, through that, I would help people. And um, the business will be within the food industry. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, um, so, so I always knew what I um, needed to 
to do um, what I should study, um, kind of like the direction that my life was going. And um, so when it came um, time to um, apply for universities, I, I originally wanted to, so from when I was 15, I originally wanted to apply for, um, to do a degree in culinary management. But then, um, because, because of where I grew up, or the family I grew up, or the area I grew up in, um, that isn't a job that's um, seen to be, um, what's the word, Presti like prestigious, or like, they don't see it as a career. And so I got a lot of um, op opposition from like family members and friends and even um, teachers at school and so on. And they'll tell me, oh, you know, you're really smart and um, you should study something, um, I guess, more worth your smartness, I guess. <laughs> um, so, um, so they, most of the, um, the time they're pushing me more towards studying something like um, nutrition because seeing as I love food, they're like, oh, then you can study nutrition. It's uh, like more of a like, dignified career than um, trying to learn how to, uh, going to school, to university to study to be like a chef and so on. And so um, in the end, I let um, pressure get to me and I decided to, um, I wasn't gonna do nutrition because I don't like sciences. <laughs> So um, I decided that I'll do hospitality management because I was like, okay, it's uh, closer to business and like more financial, and so it's like kind of in between of what I want. And that way, in that way, I could make all sides happy. And um, even through it all, even when I was uh, um, applying to uni, my um, my parents were always like, you need to do what you feel you want to do, and. Um, my, especially um, from my mom, she was always like, um, you shouldn't um, give up your dreams just because of what other people say. And that my mom always knew um, um, what it was I was called to do and she always knew that I wanted to be a chef and she was always um, um, very supportive of it but then I um, looking back at it now, I see that it was um, pretty much God talking through my mom and telling me that um, you should stick to the path that I've called you to do. But then, um, I guess in my fear um, of what people would think and um, the fear, I guess, of failure, I decided to do something that was, you know, some, something in between. So. I went to uni and I studied hospitality management, but through it, the three years, I never was actually really happy um, while I was studying. And I would always, um, always go back to um, thinking about um, the vision that God gave me and thinking about the thing that I really wanted to do. And so towards my last year, last year, um, just when I was about to graduate, I. I was in a constant battle between myself, between um, finally going for what I really wanted to do or um, you know, doing um, what was expected of me, which was to find a job. So in that time, I, I kinda was one foot in, one foot out. 
So I was applying for jobs, even though in my heart I knew that I shouldn't and that this is not what I was supposed to do. And then at the same time, I was also um, looking for schools which I could go to to study um, culinary. And then, um, so I, I did a, um, a couple of job interviews and then I got one job, um, job um, in Dubai. And um, at the same time, um, I had the application for Cordon Bleu. And um, I remember just um, s sitting there and thinking to myself, uh, like, Carla, what are, what are you really doing? And why, why are you, um, I just felt like a voice asking me, why do you keep on running away from what I'm calling you to do? And um, so um, I got um, a call from the, from the uh, people from Dubai and they said, oh, they're willing to give me um, the job. And I just had to um, write them an email saying that I accepted the, the job offer. Um, but then I never felt peace in my heart, so I decided to pray um, to God, uh, what should I do? And uh, he clearly showed me that I should apply to Cordon Bleu, but I guess that wasn't enough for me, so <laughs> um, I just kept on questioning it, and I was like, uh, I don't think that's the right choice. Um, what if I apply and then um, everyone else is going to get a job and then I'm just going to be, you know, the person who goes back to school and it's not even a degree, it's a diploma, so I'm kind of going backwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was really um, at, at a crossroad, I'd say. And um, so after uni, I graduated, so I went home and... I like presented my problems to my parents and I was like, oh, so I have this job offer and then, uh, but I actually want to apply um, to Cordon Bleu. And my dad was like, so my dad was like, you should take the job. And my mom was like, uh, my mom is very, very, very spiritual. So. <laughs> she was like, Carla, you have to look within yourself and you have to pray. And I was like, I already did that. And she was like, then what was the answer? And I was like, I have and the answer was, I have to apply to Cordon Bleu. And she was like, then why are you not doing it? <laughs> um, so at the end, I went to my dad and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm going to reject the job offer. And so I sent the email rejecting it. And I said, I'm going to apply to Cordon Bleu. And my dad was like, okay, you can do what you want, but um, uh, I don't know how we're going to get the money to pay for you to go to Cordon Bleu. And I was just like... I'm going to apply anyway. So I applied, and then um, I got the acceptance to Cordon Bleu, and um, things were working out, and my dad seemed to have the money at the time to pay. And then somehow, um, exactly three... So for Cordon Bleu, you have to pay the whole fees before you go to um, come here. And three days to the deadline to pay the fees so that I could then apply for the visa. Um, my dad tells me that um, he doesn't have the money anymore and that... I don't, he doesn't think that I could go to Cordon Bleu. Uh, and then at this point, I was just like to God, like, you see, I should have taken the job. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I was kind of um, upset because I was like, if you tell me to, if you told me to apply to this school and um, now I've rejected the job offer, I'm applying to this school and now all of a sudden now there's no money anymore. Like, what was the whole point of this um, 
I kind of felt like God was playing a big joke on me. Um, so at the end, um, um, my dad um, one day got a call from my uncle, and it was like a day before the payment deadline, and my uncle was um, talking to my dad about stuff, and he just brought it up that he had some money in his bank account that he wasn't using, which was exactly the amount that we needed to pay for, this, um, for Cordon Blue. And then he was just like, oh, I have this money in my account and um, I don't need it and I don't want it to just sit in my account doing nothing. And he was like to my dad, like, if you need it for something, you can just take it. Wow. Um, <laughs> so, um, so my dad was like, uh, whoa, like, um, actually I was about to, uh, my, my daughter just applied to the school and I was supposed to pay for the fees, but I didn't have the money and um, that's exactly the amount that I needed. So. Uh, my dad took the money and then paid for me to go to um, the cordon blue. But in that moment, I realized that it was God showing me that actually I needed to learn how to trust in him. And that, um, that I had to learn how to let go of control. Because it was kind of like the minute he showed me the vision for my life, I was like, okay, God, now I can take it from here. And he was trying to show me that um, I will not be able to reach, reach my purpose or achieve it if I don't let him take control and let him lead me um, in the ways that he wants me to go. And so um, once I knew I was coming here, I decided that this year of 2019, I was going to um, release um, control over my own life and give it to God and that um, I'm just going to let him lead me in the way that he wants me to go for this year. And um, all I can say is that through this year, I've really seen God move in my life. And um, even from bringing, um, to bringing me here to Acts Church, um, I was really um, craving for a godly community because during uni, I couldn't go to church because in Switzerland, they don't really have um, English-speaking churches, and most of them are Catholic um, if you want to go, and so I really, um, I'm thankful that even God um, brought me here to Acts Church. To be honest, and I've said this already before, that I didn't expect to be in an all-Asian church. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I mean, I thought I was coming to London, and London is quite I mean, this is a big community, African community, so I've, I thought um, surely that's the church that I'll end up in. Um, but then God brought me here, and now I see the reason why, and um, I'm just glad that he brought me here because it's really grown me spiritually, and it's um, given me the opportunity to make um, godly friends, which was something that I really craved in my life and something that I had asked God multiple times for. And, um, yeah, so from my end, I just... I'm just thankful that um, God has um, brought me this far, and I can't wait to see what he'll do in 2020. Amen. Thank you, Carla. Amen. Praise God. You know, Carla, we believe that, you know, uh, through you, the nations will come. And uh, you, you are the first fruit. You are the first fruit of the increase that we will see. Amen. We believe that. We claim that. Amen. Uh, we have one more testimony. 
uh, and uh, it's none other than someone who, uh, this is also their last Sunday with us. Uh, so after uh, she shares, I'll, I'll, I'll be also praying for her, uh, blessing her, because she'll be uh, also, oh, this is also another Cordon Bleu uh, Institute of Culinary Arts alumni uh, who just finished her term here. Uh, so please put your hands together and help me welcome Yumi. Yumi! Hi, my name is Yumi, and then today, just yeah, this is my last service today, and today I just want to share with you on how God has shown His goodness throughout my one year in London, and last year, God has opened a door for me to come to London to study pastry, which is what I really like and has patience in it, and yeah, I already finished my course, and by God's grace, I'm officially a pastry chef now, but, <laughs> but not a pro yet. <laughs> yeah, during the first three months of my course, I felt extremely stressed and miserable to the point that every time I was on my way walking back home, I just cannot control myself. I just cry all the way until I reach home and then I continue to cry on my bed <laughs> because I have no friend that time and then I feel very stressed at school every day. And then I, go, I pray to God every day that, God, will you help me tr throughout the week, every single week, every single day I need you. And then also at the same time, being away from my loved one, um, I cannot really call my parents or my friends back in Malaysia frequently to tell them why I'm, what, what's made me unhappy and I want to tell. I want. I want to talk to some people that I'm. I'm stressed. I'm not happy here, and then. But I have no one to talk to, so I talk to God. So. <laughs> so this was the time that I really have an intimate relationship with God, and I know that um, He never brought me this far to fail me or to forsake me. But He, he just remind me all the time that every step that I took was all in His perfect plans. Besides, I also started serving an ex-London on the third week of my service here. And before I come to London, I told myself and I told God, I said, God, no matter how, I don't want to serve in espresso. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not serving in espresso. But, but last time, I, I really don't want to serve in espresso. I want to serve in host. Or I want to play keyboard. But no matter how, I told God, God, I don't want to serve in espresso because I know that I need to bake almost every day in school and I just don't want to involve myself in this ministry in church on Saturday and Sunday. And yeah, I want to, I want to, I really want to serve in host last time. And then I started to pray last November and last December. I prayed for two months. I asked God where you want me to serve. Espresso or host or worship team, <laughs> but I couldn't hear anything from him. And then during my first service in Ex London, God finally answered my tr prayer through best. <laughs> and <laughs> and yeah, God wants me to serve in Espresso, and I cannot reject or escape from it <laughs> due to the way that God, how God answered my prayer. Mm, but now I'm happily serving in Espresso and host. 
And I can see that God really used this ministry to train me and help me to prepare my heart to, for the working adult world which I'm going to enter. And through, throughout this one year of intimate relationship with God, I really have seen that prayer really does work, no matter how simple it is. And so, have faith and pray without seeing. And lastly, I'm super glad that I found a family here in London. And yeah, which I didn't expect at all in the beginning. Yeah, all glory to God. Thank you. Amen. Praise God. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, Thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.